Hey, it is the new year and it is time to get your mind right, your body right, and more importantly, your stomach right. We sit down with fitness expert and friend to the show, Nicole Simone, and as we talk and discuss her new cookbook, The No Fuss, No Mess, Shape It Up Cookbook. We also talk about general mental health and fitness. She's dropping some gems in there. Make sure you check this particular podcast out. I am Dr. Demiso A. Josie, and this is The Empowerment Perspective. This episode of the Empowerment Perspective podcast is brought to you by Oakland Cocktail Company. Oakland Cocktail Company is a cocktail mocktail mixer company located in Oakland, New Jersey. A portion of sales goes towards helping build our local communities. All cocktail mixers are made in small batches and crafted by hand to ensure quality and care. We make you a better bartender. There will be two flavor profiles released in March. Clinton Ave, Sriracha Bloody Mary. Make your place brunch central with this full body, spicy, savory cocktail mix. Tough enough to stand alone or mix with your favorite vodka or tequila. Spicy and fresh from the first pour to the last sip. Kindle Boulevard, pineapple, lime, and jalapeno. Enjoy a juice cleanse or elevate your favorite tequila or vodka with this sweet and spicy mix. We've bottled the freshest summer taste for you to enjoy all year round. Every sip will take you on vacation. The Oakland Cocktail Company can be found on Facebook at facebook.com slash Oakland Cocktail Company. So yeah, and I think that's definitely a big thing about if you're goal setting, which again, I agree with you, like, I don't think you should goal set just in January. I think it should be ongoing, you know, and each month have a new goal or each week, even each day, like, how are you going to be better? All right, welcome to the Empowerment Perspective Podcast. I go by the name of Dr. Jamiso Josie, and I am... I'm blessed to have a friend to the room. This is our third time being on the podcast. And um, I like to start the new year talking about nutrition and fitness and things of that nature, because that seems to be like the big topic when everyone uh, goes into the new year with their new year's resolutions and all that stuff. Even though I don't necessarily believe it myself, but uh, a lot of people do talk about it. Um, So I wanted to bring a a dear friend to the show uh, back on, um, Nicole Simone. And how are you doing? I am doing fantastic. It's awesome. I see you out there in social media land, still doing big things and uh, your podcast is rolling. You're speaking at events and things of that nature. Uh, I just want to jump right into it. I saw something about a TEDx uh, talk. Can you talk about that experience and how did you even get to that point where you gave a TEDx talk? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so when COVID hit, it was, um, sorry, my dog is making noise in the background. Um, when COVID hit, it was like the first week I was like, oh, staycation, right? And then the next week I was like, oh no, this is the time to like do stuff that I've been putting off. And um, I know we're gonna talk about the cookbook because that was one of the things that happened out of COVID, but um, TEDx, I was doing a lot of podcast interviews and there were a couple of people that I was being interviewed by and they were all TEDx speakers. And we got talking and one day I was just like, you know, they were like, why haven't you done one? And I was like, it wasn't even on my radar. Like I just, I mean, I'd heard about them, but I I was like, okay. And um, so by the end of the conversation, I was like, you know what, I'm just going to do it. What's the worst that can happen? They say no. And I'm exactly where I am right now. So 
uh, yeah, so I applied. Um, I honestly did not. I had a, an idea in mind, but I didn't have anything flushed out or anything. And I was like, let's, I'm just jumping in. And, and that seems to be my motto. I just jump in and kind of figure it out along the way. Same thing with my podcast and business and everything. Um, and I got accepted and I was like, well, that was easy, you know, like <laughs> it was pretty cool. And the um, topic was, um, it was Kate May TEDx and they wanted me to do something that involved COVID in the sense of like, you know, we're all on Zoom and we're stuck in our house. And so I did my talk around basically exercising at your desk, in your chair, doing some stretches and stuff, because, you know, I think initially when COVID hit, it was a, it was a huge adjustment for everybody to be sitting so much and like be forced to sitting, especially in your house and being kind of confined. Um, and just to, you know, kind of break that up a little bit and get some stretches in. So I actually did, it's a video version. So I'm not on stage. You'll see my background <laughs> on the um, camera and my COVID hair. I have to say my hair was <laughs> forever immortalized in that video, but um, it was a great opportunity. It was a great um, first step because it was easy. I, I had my script in front of me. I didn't have to memorize it. You know, I videotaped it. I edited, they edited it um, and put it together. So as a first TEDx, it was very like, if you're going to do it, do it in COVID when you can video. <laughs> <laughs> um, it was an easy step in. And I actually, we were supposed to do a new talk this past October of 21 and they decided to postpone it until 2022. So I will be stepping on the stage, fingers crossed, as long as COVID behaves um, in October 22 with uh, my topic is dead butt syndrome, which is a physical therapy um, syndrome. And again, it's like sitting too much. They want me to involve the audience and um, get them moving. So I'm really looking forward to that because um, I think I've mentioned on the other podcasts that I've been on with you is I was a professional ballet dancer in my past. So stepping on stage, that's going to be the easy part for me. Like I am going to be. I'm going to hold excited. you there because that's going to be a part of the teacher's lounge. I have a question that is specifically for that, um, okay. your experience there. So I'm going to hold that one and we'll come back to it later. But there's two <laughs> things that resonated with me and that we kind of do here at the Empowerment Perspective Group is one, just jumping in and, and just trying things that you never know what's going to happen. It's how this podcast happened. It's how, you know, all these speaking engagements, the book, all that stuff happens just by just trying it. Like, what's the worst that can happen? Like, you, you're going to be in the same situation that you were before. You have to try these things. Um, the other thing was um, taking COVID because we had a, our ser uh, season six was all about what um, non-COVID stuff during COVID. Like, what can you prepare for right now while you're stuck in the house? And we talked about preparing for the back end of this thing. And it seems like you did that. You took the time to write the book and to, to ramp up your podcast and do all of those things. So I think that, you know, seizing the moment and opportunity is definitely um, a big thing. Um, so let's talk about your podcast, Shape It, Shape it Up podcast. Um, I remember when you started it and we had a conversation about it and things. And then it's, how's that going? And what's the, the premise behind it? Yeah, yeah, and you were a guest on too. Um, I started, it, we're going into the third year coming up and um, my quote unquote anniversary, my pod anniversary is coming up um, <laughs> in about a week. And I remember the same thing. I met somebody to go through, um, like just have an idea of like how to run the podcast type thing. And he held me to a date and I think it was January 7th. Uh, I'm not hundred percent sure, but, and I was talking to him like on today, 
two years ago. And I had made that commitment in a week. And I was like, oh, I just, because I don't break my word. I mean, if mm-hmm. I commit to you, I'm there. <laughs> You're dropping so some like, gems right now because having an accountability partner, number one, to push you and setting a, in a, a goal in a, in a timeline for yourself is, is huge. So those of you are listening, there's some gems she's dropping here. So make sure you're paying attention. Yeah, I, my philosophy, when, when clients come to me, you know, I think accountability is good, but it's really about being accountable to yourself and honoring your own commitments because then you don't have to rely on Aunt Susie or, you know, your buddy Jim to meet you at the gym um, and you rely on yourself. And I think that's, you know, we're very easy to honor other people's commitments. Like if you ask me to pick you up in the airport, I would come pick you up. But yet when we set something for ourselves, we kind of dismiss it and are like, well, we can wait another week or whatever. So, yeah. And I think that's definitely a big thing about if you're goal setting, which again, I agree with you. Like, I don't think you should goal set just in January. I think it should be ongoing, you know, and each month have a new goal or each week, even each day, like, how are you going to be better? Today. I was going to say that I, I set daily goals for myself, very small and attainable ones, but there's definitely daily goals every single day. Um, I don't necessarily have a long, long, big term goal because I don't know which direction that I'm going. Uh, it kind of just <laughs> flew it um, with this thing, but setting personal individual goals every day is, is a huge thing. Um, yeah, yeah. So the guests that are on your podcast, where, where are some of the people that come on? What are the type of people and what stuff that you talk about on your podcast? Yeah, so um, the podcast is doing really well. Um, I think last week we were uh, 164 in the United States states in the fitness category. Um, I know I hit Australia for a while. I was ranking really high in South Africa and um, somewhere in Germany or something. So that was pretty cool in Switzerland. But um, the podcast has evolved over the years. Again, initially when I started it, it started in it started out and then COVID hit. So when COVID hit, I was bringing on guests just to kind of get everyone to, I was just kind of making everyone aware, like there's somebody out here that you could probably use that kind of thing, just kind Mm -hmm. of making everyone aware. And then I had my own stuff. And then this past year has strictly been just me. Um, And I've done some random things throughout the year, but I've also gone back to like very low key, meaning I don't add the bumper. I don't add the intro outros or anything like that. I literally push play and just start talking, you know, whatever comes out of my mouth, whatever the dog is doing, (laughs) whatever the doorbell rings, it's it's just there. It's authentic. It's for sure authentic. I kind of, I wanted to, uh, not to cut you off, but I I kind of wanted to do the same thing, but I'm I'm so used to talking to people. I'm like, do I kind of sit here and really talk to myself in front of this this camera and people (laughs) actually listen to? So it's kind of interesting that you do that, but continue. I didn't mean to cut you off. No, no, that's okay. Yeah. I, um, so what I do to prep for my podcast is I really try to get into like, what do, what do people need to hear? What do they need out of it? And, you know, I, I have people that I work with, but for sure, if you want to learn and still have success, you can still listen to that podcast and it's absolutely free. You know, like you will get value out of that podcast. And the, and it's funny because a friend of mine, um, uh, she was saying she was listening. She like binge listens to my podcast. And she's like, I can't believe you give all this information away for free. <laughs> like, stop it. <laughs> and I'm like, trust me, there's plenty more when you become a paid client. <laughs> <You're right. laughs> but um, yeah, so this year coming up, I am going kind of back to my original in the sense of like on Tuesdays, I'm coming live and giving my information, which is fitness, nutrition, and mindset. 
and most of it is mindset, which I really feel like that is key. Um, that's like the, the foundation. So you can go work out so you can eat the foods that you want. And then on Thursdays, um, in my private Facebook group, initially, there will be a live interview with a guest, um, and then it'll get broadcast out. So if you want to catch it first, you got to be in that, that uh, Facebook group. But <laughs> mm -hmm. um, what I'm trying to do this year with the podcast is um, more themes in the sense of like, so in January, we are going to talk about like goals, we're going to talk about time management, things like that. Um, then in like February, it's going to be more about uh, relationships, you know, your marriage. So complementary things to what I do, where I feel like it, it really just complements your life because yes, weight loss and fitness and nutrition and mindset is part of the piece, but there's other stuff going on too. And I think people can bring value to that as well. Sure. Speaking of other things going on, you got a book that's out right now. The No <laughs> Fuss, No Mess, Shape It Up cookbook. There it is. There it is. All right. So what was the inspiration behind it before we dive into some of the content that's in Yeah, I, again, so when COVID hit, um, I actually had all, I don't know if this is videoed either, but um, I actually had all the recipes. I used to give the recipes in booklets to my clients and I had always wanted to do a cookbook. I always wanted to do a book. I still, I'm, I'm going to do another book, but it's not going to be a cookbook later on. But, um, you know, when COVID hit, I was like, this is the perfect time to compile that, put it in a book and just do it again. Same thing, like no clue what I was doing <laughs> in the sense of like, I was talking to people about publishing and self-publishing and, um, I decided to self-publish. Um, but so all the information was there. I just needed, I mean, we're talking like five, six years worth of recipes and, and information and, and compiling it into the book. And the biggest thing with this book, I want people to know is that if you want to be the next iron chef, this is not your book. <laughs> <laughs> it is very basic in the sense, like I, I don't really enjoy cooking. And I think it's because I don't like cleaning up because of all the dishes and it just mm -hmm. seems very time consuming to me. And I think if I had somebody to clean up, maybe I'd want to cook a little bit more, <laughs> but I also don't like being in the kitchen for hours and hours. And again, that's just me. Mm -hmm. So if you're uh, a foodie that really enjoys being in the kitchen, this book may or may not be for you. But if you're the type of person that is like, I just want quick, fast meals that I can put together mm -hmm. that are Again, my philosophy is no foods off limits. So you're not going to see some random fruit that you can only get in the Fiji islands in the book. It's very like you can go to the grocery store, buy all the stuff, put it together. It's very easy and um, just simple, just easy right. to do. Like you flip and pick one and then throw it together. Yeah. So I, I like to cook when I have the time to cook, but I'm a messy cook. Like I'm stuff is <laughs> everywhere, you know, there's powder and sugar and stuff. And like, how can I minimize <laughs> That mess, I guess, at the end of the day, like, is, is there things in the book that's going to teach some techniques on how to kind of minimize your mess for messy yeah. books like myself? Yeah, um, I tend to. And so, again, this book was kind of based off of what I do. Um, and again, we're talking five years ago. Um, I just did a podcast on being a, a food log junkie. So. I was in that mentality kind of when I compiled this book to an extent, but um, 
if you listen to that podcast, you'll understand where I am now. I still use what I have in the book, but it's a little tweaked differently. So with the book, I talk about bulk cooking a lot and not in the sense of like bodybuilder bulk cooking, but in the sense of like, when I cook chicken, I cook chicken. Like I cook, like I get the big chicken thighs, you know, the family packs and I will cook two of them. Now, granted, I have two teenagers in the house. So <laughs> the food goes a little bit faster than it used to, but um, I will bulk cook that. I will bulk cook my yams and um, I have a labeling system where I know exactly like, okay, this I made this day so I can easily see and throw out or freeze whatever's, you know, so I'm not wasting food. Okay. But I find that bulk cooking in the sense of like, I'm making chicken, I'm making yams, I'm making maybe ground turkey all at the same time it's just easier. Yes. I, then I'm just cleaning a pan. I'll, I'll sometimes I'll try and use the same pan if I can, <laughs> whatever I'm cooking. Okay. So I have this food and then the, um, my family can just pull out what they want, put it on a plate, which solves the problem of like, there's always one that doesn't like what you're making for mm -hmm. dinner. Right? right. Um, so they just grab and go and it's great with our schedules between soccer and fencing and I will say one thing that has helped me is that I'm recently become a vegetarian since the last couple of months. I haven't eaten meat for a while, but um, in terms of meal prep, I actually take the, the bags, put all my ingredients and in, in what I need for that meal in the bag and put it in the refrigerator. So, you know, the five days out of the week, so I just grab it when I get home, look at the, you know, recipe and, and, and cook. It saves so much time doing that. It takes maybe, you know, half hour to get your stuff together, but once it's in the refrigerator, grab it. And then, you know, short on time. So that's a little time saving tip for me, my, you know, the, the chef, <laughs> the master chef. Um, so is there any vegetarian options in the book? Um, people ask me usually about vegetarian or um, like gluten free or, you know, dairy free, that kind of thing. It's not, it's your standard cookbook. But what I always tell people is you can always switch out things. Mm -hmm. And I think that's like, when I work with women, a lot of them come to me and they're very like focused on like micromanaging things. And it's the same thing with food. Like when you look at a recipe, you can switch out the stuff. <laughs> like you don't have to, you know, if it calls for chicken and you want tofu instead, just switch it out. Sure. Um, so, you know, a lot of times you can do that um, even with the gluten-free, you know, products and stuff like that. So yeah, the cookbook is, and, and actually somebody has asked me to do a vegetarian cookbook. I have to say, this was very challenging for me to do. <laughs> so I don't know if I'll be doing another cookbook. Mm -hmm. Never say never, never. but right, um, right. yeah. But let's talk about the publishing aspect of it. So I self-published a book as well. And I think when you do it that way, you get an overall perspective of publishing and, and, you know, bookmaking and marketing and things. So if you wanted to have the option to go and get a publisher for your next book, you, at least you know what the process is. I think people kind of need to go through that process first to, before they go sign and deal with these publishers and things of that nature, so that you know what you're, you're worth and what you're getting yourself into. Um, let's talk about that process from you for you. Uh, one, why did you decide to go self-publishing? And then what was that process along the, the way for you? So again, I had reached out to someone else who had self-published quite a few books. And uh, one of the things they said to me, which really just swayed my decision completely over to self-publishing was I retain the rights of my book. Mm -hmm. And you apparently don't have that when you sign over to a publisher. Um, and I, you know, I wasn't looking to be, you know, 
on the New York bestseller list or anything like that. I just wanted to have something available for people to just grab a hold of. Mm -hmm. um, so self-publishing and it just made sense to me. It was like, I, again, I'm the jump in and do, but I'm also like, I like the creative aspect of doing things myself, maybe down the line, you know, it's easier to hire somebody to do that. But I think again, like you're saying, the first time you do it, I think it's helpful to understand the process and mm -hmm. understand like, you know, how to compile it into what you needed to do to upload it to Amazon and all that. Um, but really the biggest thing was like, I wanted to retain rights to yeah. my book. That's yeah. a huge thing. Um, retaining ownership to your, your creative work, right? So once you get into these uh, publishing houses, like you have editors, people are going to turn your stuff inside out. It doesn't really become yours at some point. It becomes right. theirs. And they have an audience too. And they have, they got to market to that particular audience as well. So um, being, you lose a little bit of that control. Now, the flip side of it is you have this big machine behind you in terms of marketing. Um, so when you get into self-publishing, the marketing piece, actually, to me, it was it's the most difficult one. The actual creation of it, you know, making a cover and getting, you know, you know, getting the um, trademarks and all that, it's been numbers and all that stuff. That's the easy part. But the actual marketing part behind it is, is, the, is the tough one. Um, now, with this book, I did see that it comes with a smoothie book, too. Did I read that correctly? Yes. So there is a link inside of the book. Um, and you can even actually go to the website. Um, I don't even know what the link is, to be honest with you. It is inside the book. <laughs> Wait, here it is. Shapeitupfitness.com slash meals, M-E-A-L-S. Um, you can also go to the website, <clears throat> excuse me, and just get, I'm losing my voice. Um, <clears throat> there is a smoothie book that goes with it. And there's also a meal template. So again, my design with this cookbook was like, pick out random recipes and just go. So like, if you were to buy this book and you were a person my size, like five foot two, um, and you would just pick three meals out of this, make them and you will lose weight. Again, I like the, like the less thinking I have to do, the better <laughs> about food. Um, you know, cause I want to enjoy it and I want to get going and do my other things. Um, but there is a meal template with it that you can, because some people do like meal templates and they mm -hmm. like to see, okay, I'll put it together with this. And then, you know, if you're a, um, a taller person, you would have four meals a day. And that goes into, um, there's a description in there about that. But yeah, you can absolutely download that. You will get on my email list and um, have all the gems that come out each week for that as well. So, <laughs> What's your favorite smoothie? Oh, um, it's strawberry. It's a peanut butter and jelly smoothie. Ooh. it's yeah um it is in the smoothie recipe book it's and i haven't had it in a while actually now that you're making me i tend to not do smoothies in the winter because i'm cold right <laughs> <laughs> but um yeah it's like frozen bananas and strawberry um strawberries um pb uh powder um oh i can't even remember i use almond milk um because mm. i'm dairy free and i think that's it i mean it's pretty simple yeah so you need to invent a hot smoothie so you can have smoothies during the wintertime. You know what? Somebody asked me about that and um, I believe it's on my blog somewhere. It's It's been a year or two, but um, I did create some hot smoothies. They're not called smoothies, but like, yeah, some hot drinks. That <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. So where can they find the book if they want to purchase it? You can find it on Amazon. It's also on Barnes and Noble. And I just put it on my website, um, the ebook version of it. Uh, 
eventually I will have hard copies to sell through my website as well. Because as you know, I think you need to have the book on the website mm -hmm. <laughs> as well. And it's also, I will say it's a little bit cheaper on my website because Amazon does set prices. So does Barnes and Nobles for, you know, the book. And sure, I don't have sure. control over that. So it's awesome. They can find the um, podcast on the same website as well. Yeah. So everything's on shapeitupfitness.com. Um, the podcast, you can pretty much any platform I believe I'm on is Shape It Up Over 40. Um, definitely check it out on Apple. If you love it, please leave a review because that helps spread the word to everybody. So awesome. So it's now time to transition into the teacher's lounge. The teacher's lounge, if you know all the educators out there, the teacher's lounge is a place where you go as an educator. Obviously, you eat lunch there, but there's a lot of gossiping going on in the teacher's lounge. There's a lot of games that go on in the teacher's lounge. So we're going to bring that particular vibe to our podcast in the teacher's lounge. So welcome to the teacher's lounge. So in this teacher's lounge, we're going to play a game first called This or That. I'm going to give you an option between two things. You got to pick one and you got to tell me why you picked that thing. All right, you ready? Ready. All right. Is it sauce or gravy? Sauce. I'm not Italian. Oh, <laughs> all right. I agree. So when you go I grew up with Italian. <laughs> <laughs> go to the store it says marinara sauce on it it's red right mm, yeah if you ask for gravy you will get brown stuff <laughs> we ended the debate we solved the problem right there all right that that's that was a good one arm day or leg day oh that's a tough one because i used to hate arms and shoulders i love arms and shoulders now i actually don't do as much leg stuff um like heavy mm -hmm. so yeah i would have to choose arm like arm day <clears throat> podcast or presenting Ooh. hmm that's a tough one i feel like they're both <laughs> like the <laughs> podcast i'm presenting um i guess it depends i mean are you saying more like in person versus yeah we'll go in person versus being on the podcast hmm it's a good one it depends good. on the day <laughs> <laughs> I do love talking. Um, like I said, you know, as a ballet dancer, so being on stage is is fun. I have talked um, over the years in my business. I started in 2006, so I have been doing local, you know, high schools and stuff. And obviously, TEDx will be the biggest one next year. But um, hmm, that's See, a tough one. That's a tough one. <laughs> that is a tough one. All right, here's another one. Since you mentioned dancing, dancing or fitness coaching. Oh, yeah, I definitely am on the fitness coaching side now. I loved that season of my life, but I'm really out of touch with the ballet world now. Like I, it's interesting. Yeah, I love, love fitness coaching. Like I love the whole mindset aspect. Again, when COVID hit, my business had a shift um, and everything's online. And I absolutely love the mindset coaching part. It's just blows my mind. It's fascinating. All right, this is the last this or that question, then I'm going to transition to something else. This one's easy, this, I promise you. Christmas or Thanksgiving? I like Christmas. I like the lights, like when the trees are all lit. And uh, I was just thinking this yesterday because we, we have the tree, you know, I have a couple trees and the mantle is lit and um, it's just, it's so pretty when it's at night. But it's so much work. It's too much work, too much pressure. Let's just cook, eat, and watch football. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, I mean, I like Thanksgiving. Um, I feel like it's so centered around eating. 
<laughs> that. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> so I read somewhere um, that said that the one thing that you hate doing is, and pertaining to your book, mm-hmm. I, I don't know if you want to share that one or your most embarrassing moment, because I've read both of those things. You can share both or one or not. Oh, um, oh, the embarrassing moment in the book. <laughs> That's funny. Okay. So which which one? Wait, say it again. You can, I want to know what the, the one thing that you hate was, or you can tell us the embarrassing moment or both. Okay, I'll tell you the embarrassing moment out of the book. Um, so I was, I don't, I was married. The kids were, you know, already born. I remember having to call my mom because I was like, I don't know how to boil eggs. <laughs> I'm like, I know the water has to be hot and the eggs have to be in there, but which comes first? <laughs> I'm going to give you a pass because you probably were frustrated and flustered. The kids were probably all over the place and you kind of just probably just lost it for a second, but really boiling. (laughs) You can't even give me that. No, I am really not a chef. I am. It says it on there. (laughs) I'm not a chef by any means. My mom always says, where did I go wrong with you? Because I was always doing ballet. I was never home. I wasn't, you know, cooking and I wasn't, I didn't learn and it's not her fault. It's just, I just never really wanted to. When I was dancing, um, I had like three meals that I would cook and it was like eggs. Um, I This is when I was really poor, like eggs, a bag of potatoes and garlic and coffee. That was pretty much my standard. Unless I was working in a restaurant, then I ate whatever, you know, waiting tables or bartending. I was eating whatever they had. <laughs> So how do you boil eggs? Did you find an answer out to that? Yeah. And you know, what's funny is I always have to look it up (laughs) before I go. I believe (laughs) you put the eggs in the water and then you boil it. Okay. And then, and actually if, um, I don't know if it's in the cookbook, but I do have a great video on how to peel hard boiled eggs. Um, It's on my YouTube channel and it's because I don't know about you, but peeling boiled eggs sometimes is very frustrating. And like some of them, don't come out like you just throw them away because like, you can't get the shell. Right. <laughs> Half the egg went in the trash on the shell and everything. Yeah, right. I'm like, can I eat this even with the shell like gnarled in it? No. All that's left is the yolk inside. I get right, it. Right, right. <laughs> I understand. I uh, Well, I definitely thank you for taking your uh, time this morning and talking with us and uh, giving us some uh, gems along the way. And, you know, congratulations on the book. Can't wait for the next one. Um, you have any idea what that might be? I do. It's going to be everything that I have compiled over the years in the sense of like, I want to have a book that I can give to people and they will be able to lose weight for the last time. So basically all the things that I teach my clients, like my foundational, um, master your mind, change your body, all those, um, things and kind of like a workbook too. Cause, um, there's a lot of mindset work that I do and, um, I I can't wait, but I'm not ready yet. (laughs) I understand. I understand. I'm still, I'm in a creative space as well. I have my life music book out there, a book about my life. I'm actually working on life music part two, but is in the form of a hip hop album. So I'm working currently recording that right now. I wanted to drop it on my birthday, but you know, things got a little busy around the holidays, but I'm going to take our time and make sure that this thing is right. So um, be on the lookout for that. Those that follow us. Um, one more time, Nicole, where can they find your information and about the podcast, the books, and anything, TED Talks, anything that you are presenting? 
Everything is on shapeitupfitness.com. Um, you can absolutely get on my email list because that's how you're going to find out. And you can do that by either the smoothie book or there's a book called um, Five Mistakes Women Over 40 Make Working Out. Grab that and you'll be on the list for sure. Awesome. Any last words of uh, wisdom, encouragement? This podcast is not going to drop to January, but um, any last words for the new year? Yeah. Um, again, I think I have to reiterate, you know, don't have a goal for, you definitely have a goal for the year, but like every day, every second, you know, really like, mm. who do you want to be? Do you want to, as far as weight loss, do you want to be the person that's overweight and unhappy with where they are? Or do you want to be the leaner version that you have in your brain? And what do you need to do each day to get further and become that person? Sure, sure. If you do, my tip to you is if you do want to create less, um, let's think about it holistically, make a spiritual goal, a financial goal, mm -hmm. physical goal, parenting goal, look at all your roles that you play and, and, and set those things in, in, in motion and make them realistic and, and attainable um, so that you can feel successful and understand that you are going to fail at something. You're not going to reach all, reach all your goals and, um, you know, it's got to learn from it and, and maybe pivot in a different direction. So um, thanks for all you are listening. And as always, stay empowered. This episode of the Empowerment Perspective podcast is brought to you by Oakland Cocktail Company. Oakland Cocktail Company is a cocktail mocktail mixer company located in Oakland, New Jersey. A portion of sales goes towards helping build our local communities. All cocktail mixers are made in small batches and crafted by hand to ensure quality and care. We make you a better bartender. There will be two flavor profiles released in March. Clinton Ave, Sriracha Bloody Mary. Make your place brunch central with this full body, spicy, savory cocktail mix. Tough enough to stand alone or mix with your favorite vodka or tequila. Spicy and fresh from the first pour to the last sip. Kendall Boulevard, pineapple, lime, and jalapeno. Enjoy a juice cleanse or elevate your favorite tequila or vodka with this sweet and spicy mix. We've bottled the freshest summer taste for you to enjoy all year round. Every sip will take you on vacation. The Oakland Cocktail Company can be found on Facebook at facebook.com slash Oakland Cocktail Company.